Hey, ladies, welcome to the Hard Headed Way. I am your host, Dietrich Wiley. So, listen, ladies, on this journey to identifying, learning, and growing our magic, our girl power, the journey can be driven from the heart perspective or the head perspective. I tend to lead with my logic, you know, my head, but all the fun I have when I get to hang out with my girls who lead with their emotions, you know, their hearts. So I want you to join me and my friends on this podcast as we vibe in our village moments where we will talk, laugh, and maybe even cry. Yes, girl, we may even cry. But before we get started, I gotta ask, are you the heart or the head? Come on, ladies, and let's talk about it. Hey, guys, welcome to today's episode of The Heart-Headed Way. Today, we are talking about myths about confident Black women. One of the most common conversations I have with other Black women is how often we are mislabeled. One of the greatest misgivings in that mislabeling is that our pain isn't as great or deep as our white counterparts. So I want to step back and look at those myths. The first thing I would say, let's start, let's start surface. Confident Black women are sometimes seen as unfriendly and aggressive or abrasive, especially in the workplace. Personally, I have been told that I didn't seem friendly and that my overall disposition came across uh, rather aggressive. And I'm like, say what? I say good morning with a smile, even when I don't feel like it. I engage at times when I prefer to get work done. And if I have to take care to ensure that my work product is good, does that mean that makes me aggressive? I was hired into a new role um, a few years ago. And shortly after starting that role, you know, you do the normal new team stuff, getting to know each other getting to learn each other's, you know, worth ethic ethic, and then our work product. And and about two or three months into the role, my boss brought me in and said she was told before she hired me that I was difficult to work with. I was abrasive in my tone, but I was very good at my job. And so the reason she was sharing that with me is because she had yet to experience this difficult, abrasive person that she had been told about. She said she had been waiting for that D to show up. I walked away from that conversation indifferent, for lack of a better word, to experience me as a coworker, whether it be a direct report peer or my leadership. What I often did was, at least through my perspective, I asked tons of questions. It's often how I introduce myself with people. I'm very direct. I consider myself pretty good um, in regards to like emotional intelligence. So I seldom responded to noise, meaning I didn't go back and forth with people when there was a disagreement. It For me, it was what was the end game. And so I didn't spend a lot of time, I guess, validating emotions, maybe. Maybe that's that's part of the issue. Never did I think I was a, abrasive, unapologetic, maybe but not abrasive. And to know me, I'm friendly, I'm funny. And let me just say, I feel like it's good to have a me in your friend or your work group. More than anything for me, though, I have never required validation for who I am and what I do. And maybe that's 
what kind of carried forth in how I engage with people. I don't know. But listen at this. Guess what, y'all? The person that gave me the horrible review later took me to lunch and apologized for having shared those improper details about me to my boss. Isn't that something? So anyway, number two, for confident black women in leadership, we are said to expect too much from our team and never want to help a sister or a brother out. That is the greatest lie ever told. Listen, the whole premise of my podcast is to open up mentor village relationships. So clearly I want to help a sister or brother if needed out. But I won't knowingly place you in a position to drown. So we know that we don't see a lot of African-American, especially women in mid-management and above leadership. And to quote Whoopi Goldberg's role on Harlem, she said, a five doesn't shine in a room full of seven. And as a black woman, if you mess up, you mess it up for all the black women that are coming up behind you. It's not even an emotional comment to restate either. It's truly an immutable fact. And for that, a lot of times if you see us in leadership, we're high functioning. And so we have to expect the same thing out of our our teams. You know, my name is my brand. No different from Nike. Would you expect to go work for Nike and produce less than um, great work? No. And so... Why should we have to apologize for wanting the same thing, right? And so anyway, I'll move on. Um, The final thing I want to say is uh, a myth about confident Black women is we handle problems in our lives so well. We tend to carry strength in a way that doesn't show our fragility, that a lot of times our white counterparts feel vulnerable enough to share. We hurt, we cry, we even break down, but we don't always show up. Or let me go back and restate that. We don't show up to work with that. We don't show up a lot of times, especially in a common space. We show up uh, with a smile on our face and we push through the pain to perform whatever duties we have on our plate. It sounds a bit ridiculous and nobody has ever said that. We couldn't. No, I I don't know that I've ever felt like that opportunity wasn't there. For me, being high functioning, for lack of a better terminology, bad days or loss or anything negative is usually something we deal with on the fly. And so we continue to give our responsibilities, air quotes, the best of us. But a lot of times, to be perfectly honest, the, the, the best of us is chiseling down to, to nothing. I remember when I was going through my divorce, not one person on my team knew. Well, wait, there was that one person that reads the newspaper and saw the following, but who reads that part of the paper now? So anyway, so I was going through my divorce and shortly thereafter, a very dear friend of mine died. And I think I took off maybe one day in that whole process, unaware of what that looked like to those around me. I didn't realize that I had started to prefer isolation over relationship. And um, I started to lessen the words that I was willing to give to those in what I consider my friend, air quote, circle. And so, and my issue, guys, at the end of the day was I was fake all day at work. To come home and be transparent 
um, in my friend circles. And again, it's not that no one ever offered that space to me. I just wasn't ready to take them up on that offer. But if I want to be genuine and transparent with someone, I value that space. But the, mature, the the space that I was in, the headspace I was in, I just wasn't ready to go there. And so for that, anyone that crossed paths with me, to be perfectly honest, up to the point of the pandemic, were likely collateral damage in my effort to protect my space. And I won't even say protected. I would say, I think I've said this before, I, I was holding it hostage. And for that, I have to apologize because that was that was not intentional. And I honestly never looked outwardly to see what that was doing to the people that were around me. So, you know, where do we go from here when we functioned in this space for so long? Again, under the realm of uh, misguided information that's passed on about us. And then there's the 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 space and the sweet spot that we find to function while we try to deal with our emotions, our hurt on the fly. So so where do we go from here? The first thing I would say is self-care. Whatever self-preservation looks like to you, do it. And then get a therapist and thank me later. The second one is leverage the value in your village. I've always had value in my village. I've always I've always had a support system. I can't say that I've never not had a support system. It was just, it, it was, it was a thing with me. I wasn't ready to leverage my support system in that way. I, I was a person that continued to, for a while, hold my pain close to me. And so there's so much freedom though in being able to let your hair down. And let me just say, it wasn't even so much as what I was going through. It was the words that I had tied to it that I felt like were really harsh. I was concerned about being judged. And because in those moments, I felt it. I felt everything about that moment. It, those words that I had, I wasn't apologizing for me. And I didn't want to be judged for them either. So anyway, leverage the value in your village. It's, it's an amazing change when you have the freedom to do that. Number three, give voice to who you are. A lot of times we follow that old saying that actions speak louder than words. But sometimes while we are head down getting things done, people don't get to value, uh, get to know the value of our being. They get to know the value of our delivery. And so people tend to say, why should I have to explain this? But my thoughts are, I don't want people to assume anything about me. I want to make sure that there's a set of truths that I lead with and that I walk away with. Hence the, the story I told earlier about work. Had someone taken an opportunity to experience me, to, to actually talk to me and get to know me, they wouldn't have judged me, which would off of a very skewed situation um, that I came to learn later. And then number four, see your own beauty. Debunking these myths, or rather the perception, can be summarized simply by saying our bounce back game is amazing. At the end of the day, managing the narrative that people put on us will remain a constant. We will have to be comfortable with having what others may consider uncomfortable conversations because judgment will always take place. Criticisms will always be given and misconceptions will continue to occur. 
But regardless of what is said or done, don't feel the need to control any of that. Focus your energy on the things you can control, and that's continuing to be the dope person that you are. Make it a great one, ladies. Hey, ladies, thanks for listening to the Heart Headed Way podcast. Please subscribe and share with your family, friends, coworkers, whomever. Also, be sure to connect with us on social media, Facebook and IG at The Heart Headed Way. And finally, if you have some podcast topics or you would even like to be a guest on the show, please email me at thehardheadedway at gmail.com. Make it a great one, ladies. Bye.